Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hey, everybody. We have one more episode with our guest, Heather Campbell. And if you have been with us through the previous two, you'll know the backstory here. But in case you haven't, I'll just kind of summarize this. Heather and her husband, Brian, their oldest son, Evan, was killed in a car accident six years ago, Mm -hmm. about this time. Mm -hmm. So she's been talking about the grieving process and and all of the different aspects of that. And it's just been riveting, really. Mm -hmm. So I hope you'll go back and listen to those if you haven't. For this episode, I told Heather I had quite a few scriptures here that I had looked up. And what I wanted to do was read the scripture and then ask her, okay, how did you experience this? Or did you experience the truth Mm -hmm. of this scripture? Because you kind of alluded to that last time about Mm -hmm. how it wasn't so much that when you were in that intense period of grieving that God brought specific verses to you, but you saw him actually manifest Mm-hmm. The truth of those verses yes. Yes. came alive, and you yes. you talked especially about peace last time and mm-hmm. how that peace of God became so real. Let me just start in, okay. and of course, with Job. Oh, I <laughs> love, love, love the book of Job. Might just need to throw that out yeah. there. I love it. <laughs> the verse I had written down was Job 23.10, and it says, But he knows the way I take, and when he has put me to the test, I will come out as gold. Mm. Well, you have just been through what I think most parents Mm -hmm. would agree would be the biggest Mm -hmm. test of your faith. You mentioned that there was actually a classmate of Evans that was very dear to your heart, and you had prayed Mm -hmm. for him, and he came to the Mm -hmm. Lord Mm -hmm. through this. But Mm -hmm. And I guess all along you've been telling us about little Mm -hmm. pieces of gold, Mm -hmm. but as far as in you Mm -hmm. personally, what kind of gold has God Mm. produced through this? The fact that when people look at me, and say things like, oh, you're so strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wow, okay, there's something God going on in here. If they're seeing it, they're yes. seeing God manifested through me in ways that I never would have been before. So yes, I think of this song. They always make fun of the song, the teenagers, it's like <laughs> the white girls Christian song, the oceans song, <laughs> oh, you know? yes. spirit lead me yeah. where my trust is without, without borders. borders. Let me walk on the waters wherever you would call me. Mm-hmm. Take me deeper than my feet would ever wander. Mm. Yes. And like, I used to really, I like that song. I do like it. Mm-hmm. But afterwards I sang it at one point. I was like, oh, no one should ever sing that song. Wow. Mm. Because if you're singing it, you're praying, take me deeper mm-hmm. than my feet would ever wander. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he just might do it. Like Job, yeah. he just might take you somewhere where you would never go. Mm. The refiner's fire, the mm-hmm. gold. I mean, mm-hmm. gold has to be put through intense heat to yes, come out gold on the other side. Yes, so, and the dross taken off. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just the impurities, this, the impurities mm-hmm. scaled away. Wow. Am I refined by it? Yeah, I, I suppose I am. Mm-hmm. Not nearly perfectly, but like I was saying in one of the episodes, mm-hmm. like, I see people differently now. Like I see them at the store and wonder, mm. I wonder what their pain, their pain is. is. Mm-hmm. And I have more of a compassion, I think. Oh, yeah. Talk about that grocery store and the signs. We were just talking about that. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to the store and thinking, everybody in the store needs to give me a break because I just lost a child. Mm-hmm. So please be nice as I walk through the store. 
I just lost a child. And it's almost like you want people to know so that they're just nicer to you. And then the Lord said to me, look around the store and look at all these people. And each one of them could have a sign around their neck that says, I'm dealing with blank. And so it was almost like the Lord refined that in me. I am not merciful and compassionate by nature. It's not my, we all have to be, right? But it's not my (laughs) default setting as a spiritual gift. And so, but he did let me look upon people differently. Uh That was a refining that he did through the process of burning some things off. That's good. I need to practice that more now. I practiced it a lot. I would look at people out in the stores as if they had a sign on. And if they're a jerk or if they look a certain way or whatever, it's like, what's their sign? You know what? Mm -hmm. Nobody knows you just went through this. Mm -hmm. You don't know what that person's going through. Right. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I mean, I just, the Lord gave me that word picture of everybody in here has a sign that they could wear. That is so good. So there is, there is a piece of refinement. Yes. So that verse is good. Yes. All right. I'm going to read two here, two verses. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And then Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. We've kind of already talked Mm -hmm. about this, but the question would be, have you felt God's presence in a different way than you did before Evan's death? I mean, I I think especially in the times when I needed to tangibly feel his spirit the most in Mm -hmm. those days and weeks afterwards, yes, he was close to the brokenhearted. What was another one of... Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. I felt that very, very, very acutely. How would you describe what the Lord's comfort feels like? Oh, man. I never ask easy questions. I know, thanks. (laughs) How do you describe what it... uh, An okayness. Mm. And was okay with things. And on a certain level, you're never okay. Like, oh, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. There was just like an... (sighs) The actual definition of the word peace in the Hebrew, it's shalom. Mm -hmm. And it's like a restoration of the way God meant things to be, which Mm -hmm. obviously he didn't mean death to be that way. But that's kind of what you're describing, an okayness. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. God is still on his Mm -hmm. throne. Mm -hmm. This is not out of control Mm -hmm. to him. Right. right. That's right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. And I think also the other bit would be he feels it too. Like he has been there. I mean, there was nothing like having a friend walk beside me who had been there. Mm -hmm. It was very comforting. And she knew how to give comfort in a way. And just her being there Mm -hmm. was comforting. And so when the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, I've gone through the loss of a child, you Mm -hmm. know, even though I had my little fuss at him. Okay. He has, he has suffered everything, you know, Mm -hmm. that we have. He feels Mm -hmm. it. And so there's that too. There's like this camaraderie of, okay, I'm not alone in this. On that, you've already answered for my next scripture then, which is 2 Corinthians 1. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted <laughs> by God. That's yeah. a hard one to memorize. Probably the hardest verse in the <laughs> Bible is. to memorize. Yeah. Yeah. But comfort. that's what you're describing, <laughs> yeah. that now, I mean, it's not something you would sign up for. No. But you have a different you, you empathy. You can pass it on. There's another old school song. And that also brings the redemption. You can... Okay, I can. There can be purpose and redemption in this when I'm able to help somebody else. Well, yeah, you yeah. mentioned that in the other episode with your former student yes. that he and his wife were walking through that. Yes, and you were able to comfort to the degree oh, that yeah. that was needed. That's right. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you this as well. What about the kids? 
as they were walking through their healing? Were they quiet? With yeah, it? Will. You Will, said Will was quiet. He was quiet, and his his way of dealing with it was oh. you know hitting the gym and being with his comrades and his. Mm-hmm. his oh, that's brother, right. We said the off air. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, Erica had her friends around her, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and so she dealt with it more like I did, talking okay. about things. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And it's all different. And I think that's one of the things that you've got to realize is don't prescribe your way of dealing with it upon anybody else necessarily. Like, you you know, oh, well, you need to do that. And Mm -hmm. I think you need to go see him because I think that's going to give you closure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because like I even said, my friend Courtney did not see her child, see her child. And it's all different. Yes. And so sometimes when we say, here's the way you did this. I mean, there's some ways, obviously, Mm -hmm. following the spirit. Getting up every day, you know. Um, there's no formulas. But there's not a formula where you're like, well, if you'll do this and say this prayer and be in the word this much and read these 12 verses and do that. Then you'll be all right. Be, yeah. No, Very no, no, good. No, no. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to read all these verses here about mm-hmm. heaven, but we already talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but we did talk about how as believers, that is our blessed hope, mm-hmm. you know, and so do you look at heaven differently now? Yes. And I always oh. used to think I'm so unspiritual because all these people are being like, well, I just can't wait to get to heaven. And <laughs> oh, heavenly. And I'm like, land. I'm like, well, I kind of like life yeah. here. Right. Um, you know, I like the pretty things that I get to go visit and I like traveling and seeing things and do, and yes. the, you know, this is, I don't like, I'm like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Okay. It's like if you're getting up a bus now, I'm not ready. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yes. And I still am not there like, yeah, I'll oh, go yeah. right now. You know, you hear these yeah. people, I'd go right now if I could. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. I go the same way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I've always thought like I'm not spiritual enough. I will say, though, that it does make you, I think the older you get and the more people you know who are up there, and mm-hmm. I mean, even today, two people that we know, one that mm-hmm. I know and love very dearly is with Jesus today. Yeah. And I know a couple of years ago when another friend's husband was dying and I went and I talked to her, I said, please ask him to say hello to Evan for me. I mean, it just, yeah, you know, I've never really known anybody that I know is going to die in the next couple of weeks. Would you please? And Mm. she said, well, I don't know how that all that works, but I'll tell him if that's how it works. (laughs) So, so it does give you a little bit more of, okay, I've got, and again, this sounds so unspiritual, No, like going up and Jesus should be enough when I get to heaven. But my son is there now, and my yeah, grandfather's yes. there now. My gra- yes. you know, and these people are there now, yes. and it's like, okay, I don't know. Should uh, that make it. you more excited no, to get no, there? No. Yeah. yeah, I only had my father pass, and yeah. so I don't think like that either. So maybe I'm not super spiritual. But I remember <laughs> right after he had passed, and again, he was older, so mm-hmm. that's a big difference between a teenager, obviously, and someone who's lived through their life. But I remember the first Sunday he died on a Thursday, and the, that mm-hmm. Sunday when I was at church, I'm like, Dad, you're hearing the real worship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sitting here in worship in church, mm-hmm. but you really hear worship. Mm-hmm. But I've never said, oh. I can't wait to go. You know, I'm still right. Not at yeah, that I'm not either. there no, yet. I'm not and there yet either. I mean, yes, I want to see him. Yeah. I think, well, I think also part of what it is is like uh, there's still things that I want to the Lord has finish. For me here. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The road's not done, which yeah. kind of leads me into my last scripture. Okay. 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 Well, so the last verse it ties into what you were just talking mm-hmm. about. It's Psalm 139:16. It says, "Your eyes have seen my formless substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, mm-hmm. when as yet there was not one of them." Mm-hmm. That truth that God already knew how many days he had ordained for Evan. A hundred percent. Because there's a part of me that couldn't see his life after high school. Oh. I couldn't. 
I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. And I mean, as he was growing up, as, yeah, you just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I don't know if there was a guy named Joe Hill. You knew remember oh, Joe yeah. Hill? And I went because I felt like Brian and I, we needed some wisdom on how to prepare him for his future. And this and was like, a guy that prayed for people. He yes. had a wonderful he had prayer ministry. Okay. And, and he, he, would, he would get word of knowledge, sure, I believe, sure. in yeah. his yeah. prayers. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I said to Joe Hill, I said, Joe, okay, here's this guy and the son, and he, he's got these issues, and we just need wisdom on his future and how to direct him. And I think that might have been early in his senior year that I went. And Joe did not answer my request. He told me about how I should handle Evan in his prayer. He said, and Lord, just help her to know that when she's handling him, to be thinking about the way he's interpreting things and to be gentle and to be the... And I came out of there like... I got ripped off. <laughs> I got ripped off. He didn't give but, me a word. No, he didn't give me a word on what I was supposed to do to help him with his future. He just oh. basically told me to be patient and loving and dealing with him and be more gracious mm-hmm. than usual. And I, I was so like, that was a failure. But <laughs> after the fact, I thought, oh, the Lord didn't allow Joe Hill to even see because yeah. Joe... And Joe maybe didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to need that. What do we do with Evan after you know mm-hmm. after graduation? By the way, if you didn't hear the first episode, mm-hmm. Evan was on the autism yes. spectrum, he had Asperger's syndrome, high functioning, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why she's yeah. thinking about that. It was always a concern. What? Yeah, like what are we going to do? Right. <laughs> and I remember this was another. Mm, this was another. God spoke to me on the side of my bed. I forgot about this one, but mm-hmm. it answers the scripture. So mm-hmm. that's why God let me not remember it earlier. <laughs> he said, and because so much of my life was spent being his advocate, and your sister Vicky told me that. She said, I've watched you be his advocate for 18 years. Mm-hmm. She said, I've watched you fight for him and get him testing and get him accommodations and work with him and help him. She said, I've watched you fight for him. Mm-hmm. And I remember all of a sudden, I don't have to do this anymore. Mm. Like on the third or fourth day of waking up, sitting on the corner Mm -hmm. of my bed. And I said, it's like, I don't know what to do with myself. And the Lord said, well done. Oh, well done. You have completed this task. Well done. That is powerful. (laughs) And so thinking about your days are numbered, the Lord knew his days were numbered. He knew yeah. when his, and he gave him the best couple of years of his life at the end. Yeah. He loved life. He had, he understood himself. He was comfortable yes. with himself. He went out. He got himself a job. Everybody mm-hmm. loved him. He was running around that school. His kids loved him. The mm-hmm. teachers loved him. And I have a, a notebook filled with stuff and I read these. And I think, I didn't know he was doing all this. And <laughs> yeah. But the Lord knew this was what he was on earth for for this long. So yes, I experienced that with him too. If wow. we could all view our lives like that, mm-hmm. what a difference it would make, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the Lord wasn't going to take him one minute yeah. sooner yeah. or later mm-hmm. than, than his purpose was accomplished. And yeah. mine and mothering him, yeah. well done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What gets me too when you said that is that he he allowed him to be a gym teacher. Oh, he did. Which he said he wanted to be a gym teacher when I grow up. Mm-hmm. And the Lord let him be a gym teacher. He did. And he was. And he was in yeah. his senior year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was. He loved it. He yeah. did. And he would not have been four year college. To be yeah, a teacher. sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brian and I did talk about it, you know, weeks or days afterwards. It's like, you know, I wonder if the Lord was like, okay, his school and his community there at Greenwood Christian was so healthy and vibrant for him, but he was getting ready to go out into the real world. Correct. Yeah. And they may not have been as kind. And so, in a way, Mm -hmm. we're like, this is probably very gracious. 
mm. time for Evan to go. And, wow. you know, he's had a great life, you know, wow. and, and knowing that going, okay, Lord, he had a great life. Mm-hmm. And Al's life's even greater. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Ah. Okay. Well, now let's move into the list. What were the most helpful things mm-hmm. that people did and said, and mm-hmm. what were on Heather's hot list of what not to do? Yeah. And some of this is personal, like preference stuff. Yeah. Um, so the most helpful things is not everybody descending at one time. Mm-hmm. One very helpful thing to us would be to have somebody who can kind of screen the people that are coming in. But also that person needs to ask you, like, are you good with visitors now or not? Yeah. Or is there anybody who you specifically don't want to come? So a very helpful thing would be having somebody there to help you mitigate the people that are coming through the door. Yeah. Helpful things to say and do when people are going through this. We're not comfortable with people being sad. We want to fix it. We want them to oh, not yeah. be sad. Correct. Mm-hmm. Don't try to say things to make them not be sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, God has a plan in this. Or yeah. don't say the little Christian platitudes. While they may be true, I did not find them helpful. Wow. wow. <laughs> you know, oh, God needed another angel. Or this That's was probably just the worst one. Well, it's like it's- A, theologically, it's completely <laughs> screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> B, it's just not helpful anyway. Yeah. Um, even if people turned into angels after they die, which they don't, that's not helpful. <laughs> um, yes, but I needed him here more. I think being very mindful of not trying to say things that try to fix the situation yeah. that is unfixable. Not using this as the opportunity to tell people these deep spiritual things. You know what's the most helpful? I will pray for you. I am praying for you. Can I pray for you now? That's very helpful. Did it help when people had memories about Evan and talked to you about them? Yes. Like, oh, yes, the memories. I loved hearing these stories that I never knew. Like, really? He brought you cheese nips or cheese nips? (laughs) I didn't know that. That was helpful. Mm -hmm. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. Remembering him, talking about him. Yeah, that was helpful. And just sitting with you and not feeling the need to occupy the silence sometimes mm-hmm. oh, that's was exactly also because right. yes. you know we had people, people that would come and because they were not comfortable with the silence. It's like I don't want to hear about the good sale you got yeah. on your shorts at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, because you're filling the silence. So did it really feel comforting to have people just sit there and not say anything? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. And it depended on who it was. And, and it probably yeah. mattered also where you were at at that day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was good. Another thing that would have been more helpful, the first week was just constant revolving door. Mm-hmm. And that was great. It was great to see all these people. And there's sometimes people, I didn't remember that they came. But then it just abruptly ends. Yes. yes. That's, yes. That was going to ask about that. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's everybody, mm-hmm. and then there's nobody. nobody. And, you know, Brian had gone back to work, and I was mm-hmm. home by myself. The kids wanted to go back to school. And it was okay, but I really appreciated the people. I think you came. Mm-hmm. Yes, you mm-hmm. did. A couple mm-hmm. weeks later. And those were very much appreciated. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think also one of the things that was difficult was... Oh, let me know what I can do to help. Because, you know, a friend of mine just said this morning to me, decision fatigue is a real thing. And Mm -hmm. it was. It was like, now I feel the pressure to have to make a decision about what would be helpful (laughs) and tell you. Just if you're in that position to want to feel like you need to help a grieving person or someone in this hard situation, Mm -hmm. come up with some ideas and just say them. Would it be helpful if I brought you lunch? Would it be Um, helpful if I 
washed your dog? Would it be helpful oh, there you if go. I did some landscaping? Mm-hmm. Would it be helpful if, if I clean the house? If or... I come and clean your mm-hmm. house? Mm-hmm. Yes. And also grieving person, say yes to all of it. Mm. Say yes to all of it with no guilt. Was that hard? Was it Not hard for day? me. <laughs> it wasn't because I had learned enough and known enough about how much it ministers to a person to allow them to do that. Yes. Yeah. You're almost mm-hmm. robbing their blessing by not letting them do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So please let them do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My bathroom is complete trashed mess, but who cares? Go. Yes. I will <laughs> let you go do that. And so that is one thing I would say. Don't say, what can I do to help? I did not like that question because I felt pressure to come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. I think I made that mistake this morning. <laughs> well, and I did too, even yeah, like with, with a friend with, that with lost friend. her husband. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, what can I do? It's like, let me think of something. And that's harder. No, that's, uh, I never, ever would have thought of that. And that may be yes. just me. No, I, that I, makes I sense. That. I love the idea of to having have, suggestions. Yes. Yes. Can I do this? Can yes. I do this? Can, can I, I do, do this? this? Yes. And, and almost awesome. also don't take no for an answer. Say, I'm going to do this, you know, if you think that it'll be helpful. Yeah. So that, that's like a very practical thing. One thing that I did not find helpful, and it actually, I had a moment of, of rage. <laughs> and I, I laugh about about this with my friend Barbara because she had the same thing. She had lost her husband a couple of years ago and I went and talked to her afterwards. I remember we put in the little thing, please in lieu of plants and flowers, please make a donation to this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there were plants and flowers in, at the service, <laughs> which, okay, fine. <laughs> but the day after the memorial service, they called from our church and they said, we've got all these flowers. Can we bring them over tomorrow? Yeah, sure. I looked around <laughs> at all of these plants and some of them were just arrangements that were going to die and that's oh, fine yeah. it's mm-hmm. good right but then there were a lot of live plants mm-hmm. and i remember looking around being overwhelmed by these live plants these <laughs> giant live plants or even a small live plant and by godly well-meaning and i'm sorry for listening to this you gave me a plant but and i stood in my living room surrounded by plants that now i was going to have to keep alive it's a chore on my list now I have to keep these plants alive because what if I let them die? And I remember standing in my living room, literally going, why did you people disobey me? Because uh, you didn't want that. Because <laughs> I said, in lieu of plants and flowers, please make a donation. Your inner teacher came out. I did. I did. My inner teacher came out. I'm like, you people did not listen to what I wanted. You did and not follow instructions. I so I just started calling people and like, come get a plant because yeah. I kill plants. Yeah. I, I'm not good, you know. Maybe right. look at your beautiful plant. Yeah, You've beautiful. got a green thumb. That's yes. my gallbladder plant. I do not. That's the only plant I've ever kept alive. I got it after gallbladder <laughs> surgery in 2001 or something. The thing will not die. Well, there it is. <laughs> it Hot die. tip: If you are going to get someone a plant, get them a plant that can live without any attention. Yeah, <laughs> I did save one plant. I saved it yeah. peacefully, and it does. It's I like it. It They're oh, yeah. it starts okay. I need to water it. Yeah, yeah. when it wilts, I water it. You could have somebody take them all to a nursing home. Well, I, that would be like just for your, your person, your your grieving concierge who screens the people. Their other job is to take all the plants to the nursing yes, home. Yes, take it. That's a great yeah, idea. That's a great idea. Hospital. If the yes. plants overwhelm you, yes. just... Your get con- somebody your else grief, to do Your it. grief concierge. That should be like a thing. <laughs> a thing, yeah. I know. I mean, but it really is what some mm-hmm. people did for me. And it's hard because you're grieving and you're like, these people are well-meaning and I feel like such a jerk for not being thankful for all of these. But now me yeah. and my friend Barbara laugh about it. And we were at a women's event not long after her husband passed and the, the favor when everybody left was a little live plant. Oh, and no. she's like... <laughs> Did you take your plant? I was like, no. <laughs> she said, I didn't either. But that was, yeah, I don't know. So, there you go. 
So yeah. what was not helpful? I mean, you did mention that one. Mm-hmm. Well, just, yeah, if there's a specific request to, you know, honor that request. So that wasn't helpful. And yeah. the little platitude things are not helpful. Right. Reminding yes. people of, well, you know, God's word says, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, yes, no. I know, I know, I know. That may not be the time for that. Yeah. If the reason you're saying is to try to just make them feel better about the thing, yeah, probably no, not no. going to be too And I helpful. would think, too, for what you were dealing with, that was a sudden death. Mm-hmm. So that's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to have a come up with a just a, a word to say, and I, I'm sure everybody was devastated. Yes, they were. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yes, it is. But and trying to find the positive in it. Yes, yeah. like oh my gosh, let's leave that up to God. Yeah, for now, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So. Yeah. And later you can tell the positives and you can say, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, looking back, look at all these things that God did. But I'm I'm careful not to say these things to somebody in the middle of it. I think that's what's so good because this is called unquenchable hope. Mm-hmm. I think what's really good is you have given hope to those who have walked through this. You're showing how you keep taking those steps and you still have those open wounds on mm-hmm. birthdays and mm-hmm. the day when he passed and maybe you, a memory or something mm-hmm. like that. But I think with all that you have been sharing is really hopeful mm-hmm. to those who have walked through mm-hmm. something like this, because many people have had to walk through grief. And especially, I think even since 2020, a lot of people lost people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this has been so powerful yeah. for you to be able to say all, all that you have. Thank you for your yes. incredible you so much transparency. For- mm-hmm. and, and I also, and this was not part of my story, but I feel compelled to say this. If you feel like you need to get some professional help to help you get out of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. That is a very valid and necessary thing. Do right. it. Yes. And do it. Mm-hmm. And don't hesitate to do it. Mm-hmm. I That is not part of what was going to be helpful to me. Uh-huh. But I do know that it has been helpful to others. Yes. You know, even some of my family members. Yes. You know, my siblings, parents, that kind mm-hmm. of extended family members, that that is part of what they needed. And so don't say, oh, well, that's a lack of faith if you need to go oh, no, to a no, person. A hundred percent. If you need that, seek that help to get you through it, because that may be the thing that the Lord uses. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I, I want to throw that out there because I haven't mentioned it because it wasn't part of my story, but I think it's very important. Yes, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is very yes. Well, so. thanks again for your willingness to to be so open and transparent. Yes. Would you mind praying for people out there? I will. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gift of life, that life defeats death, Hmm. light defeats darkness, Mm -hmm. and that there is unquenchable hope. Your fire cannot go out. All the attempts over the ages for Satan to extinguish your flame and your light, it's not worked, and it won't. It's unquenchable. It's hope. I thank you that you orchestrated this at a season when we are getting ready to celebrate mm-hmm. ultimate hope and the defeat of death. Mm-hmm. And I pray that people who listened would find you in mm-hmm. the middle of all of this and yes. see that this is the answer to the grief that the world cannot give peace or mm-hmm. hope or strength. It's only found in you and the truth of your word and who you are. And so those are the things I pray for the listeners today that they would hear and have an unquenchable thirst mm. for the unquenchable hope mm. mm-hmm. that is found in you. I pray for those who even close to me today are are dealing with loss today. Lord. My prayer, like I pray for everyone and give them peace and give them strength. Mm. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.